Hey guys, welcome to Poetic Sunday. So today I'll be reading a poem called Dead Man Walking, Catch You Hear Them People Talking. And after the poem, I'll explain the concept of the poem and why I wrote the poem. Dead Man Walking, Can't You Hear Them People Talking? My brothers have never marched like the Muslims with Malcolm X. My brothers have never opened their homes to the underprivileged. My brothers have never fed a man with his sensitive hands because his disability has brought him to a standstill in life. Along in the big city, it's only right. My brothers feel dead. My brothers have shared handy downs, traded video games, skateboards, stolen goods, rent money, gang signs, stolen cars, insecure ass women and young girls, baby mamas, drugs, bad intentions, but my brothers never shared the fucking golden ticket. The healthy values, the one that keeps a dead man from falling over and hitting the pavement. The golden fucking ticket. The one that has a dead man shaking for a meal ticket, struggling with the model of a poor nigga identity. The one that set out way before my generation was thought of. My brothers never asked a man what his aspirations are. What inspires him? How can you make it out the hood without stealing? Being shot in the head by law enforcement or his own race, his own bloodline. The hood's intention of saving a dead man walking doesn't last forever. It turns into a unpolished young boy to a lost young man. A dead man walking is a man that was never shown the ropes or disobeyed his father for popularity, not fame. That was dead man walking. Can't you hear them people talking? <laughs> so that poem came along because a friend of mine wrote a poem and we came up with the idea of taking lines from each other's poems and creating another poem so he had a line called dead man walking can't you hear them people talking and i thought that was a strong line from his poem and i took that line and wrote a whole poem so basically i just felt like there is no unity um in the black race at all but also when it comes to young brothers um it's like you have to compete with your friends and your family and people that are close to you and strangers too because of the way that society came along with social issues and social problems and I'm going to speak about that too with W.E.B. Du Bois with his interview about the Negro problem. So I just felt like instead of killing each other and competing against each other which I talk about all the time and just... Uh, being very cruel to each other why not love each other so that's where that comes from the golden ticket uniting um treating each other like human beings instead of running each other over and saying fuck this nigga i don't know him so i'm gonna do me or instead of saying fuck this nigga this is my best friend or my brother but i gotta get this paper so i'm gonna kill this nigga in the head and go home and sleep really good tonight we have to stop doing that and we have to break the cycle because it wasn't always like that so that's where that poem came from um speaking of that it was a young man named Courtney Palmer from Oklahoma that was killed by a couple of um, black people that he may have known in 2016 and he told the police that he felt like or the detectives that he felt like someone was following him and you know he put a gps on his car and just all those things and they thought that oh he was just another criminal because he was in jail before a criminal from the hood and they didn't do shit about it well guess what those black people they not only kidnapped him they tortured him they held him for a few days beat his ass every day then they killed him took his body somewhere else dumped him and set his fucking body on fire so 
we are just so broken it's ridiculous like they had no fucking remorse for this young man and he was only 23 years old what about i think the young man had about like three kids maybe more at the time so it's not only did you guys take another brother from from society from this world but you took a father you took a young man you took someone that had so much to live for you know what i mean like to this day he would have been only 20 26 27 you know what i mean so it's like come on guys like we have to do better i mean if we're not gonna do it um for ourselves do it for the next generation because every time the next generation come in they're following shit that happened the generation before and the generation before and the generation before and we're gonna keep having these same fucking considered negro problems uh social issues we need to do a social restruction because we're not learning and we're not we're not being compassionate with each other you know what i mean like we're we don't care it's just all about me 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 it's being selfish and unfortunately when you're born you're born into the world and it's not just you you're born into a world where there's millions of people you know so I feel like the way to break the cycle is if everybody is just taught it's not just you that's one thing simple shit that you should have been taught as a kid like it's not just you and that you have to learn how to love people you don't have to just love somebody that you have met or you know had an encounter with no love people even if it's a stranger learn how to even if it's just a you bump into a fucking stranger and you're saying sorry have a great day learn how to be nice to people i mean we all have our days we all wake up and sometimes we're like oh fuck this shit you know this person you know was just rude and I reacted in a in a bad way you know we all do that I do that but at the same time I never been racist towards someone um unless they were racist towards me and unfortunately we have to break that too like if somebody is being racist towards you you know don't be racist back don't fight fire with fire you know we already been taught that but at the same time it's it's easier said than done you know you can say shit all the time and as soon as that situation occurs or something happens you, you just react so you have to learn how to react in a positive manner um so yeah I'm gonna go ahead and let W.E.B. Du Bois speak about the Negro problem because it's it's still going on and this was in 1953 so I have taken the opportunity on this visit to Los Angeles to speak to you on world peace and revolt in Africa these subjects together with that of the problems of minorities in the United States form, in fact, one problem when brought together and viewed in unity. It is that task which I ask you to permit me to essay tonight and to approach it from the point of view of what we usually call the Negro problems. All so-called social problems tend to merge. They all have to do with human actions and are based on human customs and treat the numerous and intricate relations of human beings. Moreover, particular social problems, despite the names they bear, 
change and change radically in the course of time. Indeed, social problems change more often and in more ways than physical problems because of the unpredictable variations in human feelings and choices. They are subject to the same physical laws as sticks and stones, but there is enough of what we call will and volition to make it necessary for persons who are studying a human problem or trying to conduct their action in accordance with its present manifestations to keep a weary eye on changes and on current facts. For instance, in the United States during the young manhood of Frederick Douglass, the Negro problem was the problem of slavery. There were, of course, minor and connected problems, but they were all subjected to the main problem of human freedom. Then rather suddenly, between 1863 and 1876, the Negro problem became a problem of political enfranchisement and party government, which rapidly descended into race war, leading to temporary attempts to grapple with problems of work and education, but finally ending in practical disfranchisement of the entire Negro race in the South in 1876. From 1876 until our day, the race problem in the United States of the Negro has been primarily a struggle to regain the right to vote in the midst of caste discrimination changing slowly but definitely to a problem of the right to work and to be trained for work at all levels and to a struggle for broad civil and social rights. Most of you, I think, assume that this is still the Negro problem. But you must be warned that it is not wholly or mainly that now. That the reason that it is not is because of the fundamental changes now spreading over the whole world. Whereas in the 18th century, the world thought that progress and emancipation were coming from popular education and universal suffrage. We know now that more fundamental than these important rights is the economic organization of the world. That is, the way in which the labor of human beings is organized to satisfy human needs. This question is so fundamental that all other questions of political power, of education, and human happiness depend upon it. This is the basic reason for the rise of philanthropy, of socialism, and the attempt at complete realization of socialism through communism. It is immaterial whether or not you like or accept socialism or communism, the absolute compulsion of your facing the problem which they try to solve is inescapable. While I am sure most of you realize this worldwide change of emphasis, I doubt if you see how this affects the Negro problem in the United States. Because most American Negroes of education and property have long since oversimplified their problem and tried to separate it 
from all other social problems. They conceive that their fight is simply to have the same rights and privileges as other American citizens. They do not for a moment stop to question how far the organization of work and distribution of wealth in America is perfect. Nor do they for a moment conceive that the economic organization of America may have fundamental injustices and shortcomings which seriously affect not only Negroes, but the whole world. Just as Booker Washington in his day assumed that American ideals were complete and right, that all we had to do was to fight to imitate and attain them, so today, we Negroes are largely quite swept away by the miracles of American industry, the huge accumulation of wealth, and the conspicuous expenditure which we find about us. Our idea of heaven is to be rich Americans, to make the kind of show in home, dress, and automobiles that is so popular in America, and to suffer in our effort to do these things that we should be able to do them with no discrimination on account of race or color. This is dangerously short-sighted. We American Negroes are part of the working force of the world. Not only do we represent an important segment of the American working class, but also of the working classes of Europe, Asia, and Africa, and the other Americas. In these days of uncertainty, we have to live, and here in the United States, where how many, it is difficult to earn a living without selling one's soul to falsehood and greed. And that was W.E.B. Du Bois in 1953. Yes, yeah, so that was really important. Um, a few key terms that I got from there was selling souls. <laughs> suffering and basically the whole definition of what a negro problem is or problems um and just trying to chase the american dream so i think now like although we're still dealing with some of those issues i think the negro problem now is being caged in our own society in our own community um if you notice every time they the government wants to move back into an area they fix it up they fix it up and then they move black people and poor people out of that community um so while they're not interested into that community what's going on homelessness drugs killings um a bunch of houses are abandoned like nothing is fixed everything is fucking broken in the community I mean the food is garbage like just everything but as soon as they come in brand new buildings everything is polished everything the rent goes up like I think the Negro problem now to sum it up is that we're still suffering from econ economics um that not only are we still suffering through the workforce and not being able to get the jobs that we deserve because of race like he was saying but we're suffering because we're the bottom of the barrel and they don't want us to succeed so they want us to keep on fighting amongst each other well that'll be another topic and another episode to discuss but 
now I'm gonna play the new song by J. Cole because this same song is similar to what W.E.B. Du Bois was speaking about in 1953. So we're gonna go ahead and play that because um, it, it's so sad though, like 2020 and then 1953, how long ago that was and yet we're still fighting to be heard. So that's why I think everybody are is the voices of the unheard, whether you're young, older, it doesn't even matter at this point because history repeats itself and everything is still occurring. <laughs> like everything is still occurring. It's really sad. So Yeah, so while that while we're waiting for that to play, it I think that it's amazing though how we do have certain young artists or artists that have been in the game like J. Cole for a while that can make a song that speaks to your heart. When I first heard the song I played it a few times back to back, so um because he's a poet at heart, just like Logic and um Kendrick and other artists, like they're just poets and that's what I am. I'm a poet so I relate to it. I got blood on my hands, I ain't gon' lie, I got blood on my shoes, I ain't gon' lie, I got real, real big plans, I ain't gon' lie, I got a whole lot to prove, I ain't gon' lie, I got blood on my hands, I ain't gon' lie, I got blood on my shoes, I ain't gon' lie, I got real, real big plans, I ain't gon' lie, I got a whole lot to prove, uh, sip from the bottle for shit that we bottling in. Going live, but we out on the gram. It's the land of supply and demand. All my young niggas shopping up grams. And them choppers won't pop in their hands. Back and like they got an exam. If it's beef, my nigga look just like homework. Cause they got their eye on your mans. I pray they got it a jam. Too many done got in these parts, so we gotta be smarter. We tryna see harder. Some nigga won't make it past summer regardless. I'm trying my hardest to stack my deposit. These niggas be looking at me like I got it. Deep down inside, though, I still feel as broke as that nigga who just graduated from college. Scraping up chains they got left in my pockets. I'm trying to make nickels turn into a dollar. Riding the train way too shy to go holler. Just watch it get off at a stop. I'm a coward. Fuck it, though, you got a way bigger talk. I'ma do it so big they won't know what to call it. Sound like a hole in my truck on my stomach. Bitch, I ain't hungry, just feeling the starving. Gotta move mama from out of my apartments. Gotta put bill on the map. We forgot and gotta hit hoes you hang up in your locker gotta get rich to my granny bit tight and gotta make hit cause there's nothing i'm flopping gotta save me in the process nigga just me it was nonsense i said i'm down like his father my nigga has why you bother we should have caught him in murder i said we gotta move smarter don't want me the reason for one more sad song i try to warn niggas they wouldn't last long i hope that you see how they came and they went they shots never hit but they made their attempts may have a good year like that name on the blip but you know what it take to be popping this long dedication on another level nigga never seen in their life Celebrating all your first downs, like they touchdowns bring a price. Young Simba had to bust down, yeah, the Lion King on ice. Niggas wanted me to look the part, had to stop taking that bite. Put the journey to the side, had to find me, had to find God. Half the time we be pacified, what is that from us? But that's treacherous, that shows less of us. I need y'all to see every part of me, every scar in it, every artery, every story that I can recall, then I can fall. I got blood on my hands, I ain't gonna lie, I got blood on my shoes. I ain't gonna lie, I got real epic plans. I ain't gonna lie, I got a 
never before. I'm stronger than ever before. Just like I plan to be. They wanna see me fold. It ain't no thing to me. Thoughts when I was broke. If only I could be pockets holding hope. It ain't no thing to me. Night I hit my knees. I pray for better days. Then found a better me. I got my head on straight. Up, up and away, just spreading my way. I ain't never gonna say nothing. Nigga gonna shot my way. I just got their name. They never gonna say nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, I love that song because, like he said, you know, he's feeling like someone that just graduated from college and you're still struggling. I'm in that situation right now, so it's serious out here. But every week I want to discuss about what type of good books to read and um, what type of people that inspire me so I'll be doing quotes not just interviews and stuff like that too and I just want to get into deep topics I mean I'm not gonna only speak about like what's going on with black men but also with black women too so I met a lady um that's her life was just so bad like starting before the age of 13 and I believe she's from Los Angeles she wrote her book um now she helps women and give them housing and stuff like that so that's another episode as well but I'm gonna be talking about like um incest and how young women get raped by family members and stuff like that too so it's coming it's coming I want to speak about uh, various topics um just to touch bases that it can help everyone you know I just don't want to focus on one subject or one social issue or one topic no I want to talk about various things that's going on that affect everyone in their everyday life because daily someone is going through something and daily someone is born and someone dies so (laughs) you have to deal with all of that so today I wanted to speak about two books um the first one is how to walk my mentor gave me this um book and I was like okay what do you mean how to walk I mean you know especially being in your 20s and 30s 40s whatever a teenager you know how to walk because you were taught how to walk as a child or as a baby but actually this book is like telling you steps on how to really walk um in society so not really how to move your legs and walk or how to move your feet but just basically explaining keep your head up and inspiring you to walk in whatever belief or faith that you believe in and you guys gotta check it out like remember how to walk and the next one is save the cat um a guy that I've been knowing since middle school told me about this book and it's basically a book to teach you the ins and out of screenwriting so I got this book because I was like, you know, these all these books that I'm writing, I want to turn them into, you know, shows or movies or something like that in that nature. And Tyler Perry is killing the game. And I want to be like that one day, hopefully, if I can. So I ended up buying that book after speaking to the gentleman about it. And he's a godsend for giving me the information. Amazon has it and it's really not even expensive at all right in my budget and it's amazing um I'm still reading been having it for a while but you know I've been taking notes and stuff like that and it also helps you um just 
basically how to brainstorm and how to get your ideas out and what to look for like what critics look for stuff like that when they're looking at movie uh, titles and stuff like that so it just be on the lookout like that if you're interested you know interested in writing um plays and movies and tv shows and stuff like that so okay guys that was everything for this episode we're gonna go ahead and end it out with um my song that I love so much Savage so I will see you guys next Sunday have a great week hey you dad nigga pull up you can be my best letter notice you say I'm a bad nigga cause I'm a savage not if I sag with you hey crack that code maybe I can pass with you get on your toes probably blow it back with you yeah we got the streets on lock forever from the bottom but we still on top Yeah. We got the streets on lock, forever from the bottom, but we still on top.